0: Education Currents, a show designed to provide current educational news and commentary from a Christian worldview. The greatest resource any community has is its children, and by providing for them the best possible education, we are providing for ourselves and future generations. Join us as we explore the latest social and political issues surrounding education. Here are your hosts, Dr. Rose Gamble.
1: Welcome, welcome. I'm here with Dennis Warden, and he is the author of The Rancher's Gift, a modern-day parable of living a life on purpose. And I'm going to go through your bio. Sorry, Dennis, you'll just have to bear with me. So during his 24 years in commercial Christian radio... Dennis served as general manager of three major market stations. I mean, this could be a little intimidating to me, you know. KKIM Albuquerque, KCFO AMFM Tulsa, and KKLA Los Angeles before becoming vice president of national programming for Salem Communications. Dennis is one of the only two individuals to have been named twice Broadcast Station Manager of the Year by the National Religious Broadcasters. In 1996, Dennis joined the John Maxwell and the Enjoy Group as director of marketing and then was asked to become the international director of partners in prayer, fulfilling a lifetime goal of John Maxwell to raise up over one million prayer partners for pastors. In January 2001, Dennis was named president of the Duncan Group, the most respected sales training company in the mortgage banking industry. In two thousand and four, the Duncan Group purchased Enjoy and Maximum Impact from John C. Maxwell. As one of the three owners of the Maximum Impact Group, and and the three were Enjoy Maximum Impact, the Duncan Group, Dennis sold his interest in April of two thousand and six to launch Warden Associates and the Ignite Advisory Group. Awesome. Is there Thank anything you. I left out?
2: Happily married for forty-eight years. Now that
1: is a big achievement.
2: And ten grandkids.
1: Now that <laughs> that is a bigger. Achievement. That's
2: that's yes. the exciting. That's yes. the, that's the cherry on the cake.
1: It really is. I have ten grandchildren ah. too. They are all perfect. I'm sure just as yeah, yours are absolutely. And I'm a perfect. I, I would. If I could have been a grandparent first, I would have been a much better parent. (laughs) I would have had it figured out. So what prompted you in your spare time to write this book, The Rancher's Gift, A Modern Day Parable of Living a Life on Purpose?
2: You know, that is a great question, and I appreciate you leading with that one because... It was probably the highest compliment that my son-in-laws have ever paid me. Having worked for years in Christian broadcasting, having worked for New York Times best-selling authors, my son-in-laws came to me and said, Dennis, you've lived before us a life of living a life on purpose. And um, why don't you write a book to help not only your grandkids, but other adults and children... To learn what it means to live a life on purpose. So really it was my son-in-law's kind of, you know, spurring me on and uh, saying, you know, Dennis, why don't you do this?
1: That, that's a, that is a great testament. I think any in-laws that would say that would really have seen a life lived on purpose. So why did you choose the, the rancher metaphor?
2: You know, I could have chosen any. You could have. I, but um, having grown up in northern Minnesota, born in Wisconsin, grew up in northern Minnesota, a long way from a ranch. However, my first radio station that I worked at was in Billings, Montana. Wow. And And uh, fell in country. love with the Big Sky country. And uh, so the Big Sky is a lot of what we talk about in the book. It all takes place in on a ranch in western Montana. From Montana, Gail and I moved our family to Albuquerque, New Mexico, from Albuquerque to Oklahoma. So we spent about the first 20 years of our life, you know, living in cowboy country. And um, so, and I, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I uh, thought, you know, if there was any persona that really fit me, you know, I always say, you know, so I'm a, I'm a Louis L'Amour reader, and uh, and I always say, you know, Lord, if you could just, you know, in in eternity, if I could just spend time, just let my, let my kingdom, that I get to have a little, you know, be a ranch or maybe some place in Montana you know, or something. So I just, I love it. And it really fit perfect with the story that, uh, that we wove in writing The Rancher's Gift.
1: Now, have you, have your uh, son-in-laws had a chance to read the book?
2: They've, um, they've been along the uh, route with me all the way. Um, as we've written chapter by chapter, I've uh, gotten not only good feedback from my son-in-laws, but more importantly, my daughters. Mm. We have three daughters, so I have three son-in-laws. You know, so you can live it in front of your, your son-in-laws, but your daughters know you yes. even better, and your wife <laughs> even knows you better. <laughs> That's right. So, um, so yeah, it's been a, it's been a family affair.
1: What do you suppose keeps people from living life on purpose?
2: You know, I think one of the big things is that, number one, taking the time to really discover it. And there's a fear of what that might mean. And then the whole aspect of being quiet and asking God, because most of us, have our own plans, right? You know, I'm going to go to school, I'm going to be I'm going to be a fireman, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to this is, you know, instead of just stopping and saying, "Lord, what do you do? What do you want to do with my life? How do you want me to live for you? How do you want me to serve you? And uh, how can I live my life on purpose so that I hear, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant." And how can I bring glory to you through my life?"
1: Now your character is your main character is Ryan. Right. And at first, he's not too happy. No. Maybe you can. Um, you don't have. I mean, I like to leave little cliffhangers. Yeah, you've got to. I want people to read the book. But maybe you can describe why he's unhappy.
2: Well, Ryan, after college, he went to Wharton School of Business, the most prestigious, you know, business school in the country. Why? Because he was going to come back and take his dad's company over. He was going to get the corner office, right? And uh, when when he graduates and comes back, his dad takes him to dinner and says, Son, I've done a poor job of raising you as a son. I wasn't there in your Little League games. I wasn't there, you know, through all these various times in your life. And mainly, Ryan, I didn't teach you character qualities that would allow you to live a life on purpose. And for that reason, I'm going to send you to your uncle's ranch in Montana where you can spend a, a summer working with him and allow him to teach you how to live a life on purpose. And then you'll be ready to come back into the company. So he wasn't really too excited yeah. about this whole I idea. I that
1: still sounds almost like the father abdicating again and giving it was responsibility it was to somebody and you'll
2: else. and and at the close of the book you'll find out that not only does the father understand that but the father comes into embracing what his son learned while he was on the ranch
1: and that is such a great metaphor of reality because yeah. so much of so much of our parenting happens from our children to mm-hmm. us Mm-hmm. I mean, can you think back to when your children were young, and the differences that you have have now with your grandchildren that you wish you had done with your children? Yeah,
2: when and you mentioned earlier, you know, if we could only have been grandparents first, probably the first one would be patience, right?
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> so, but yeah, there are but there are other things as we mature in our walk with Christ, and we begin to understand uh, His Word. You know.
1: Well, we I continue mean, just, to grow. Like you said, uh, you said God's purpose. You, a parent will often have their purpose, yeah. and they start trying to mold that child at a very young age for their purpose, not recognizing that God has a separate, unique purpose, and they really need to pray mm-hmm. that their purpose can be one with God's purpose for that child. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a very tricky thing. It is. But if God gives you a, a child, he's giving you a, a real gift and a real responsibility. For life. Uh, my mom's last words to me before she passed away. She said, Rose, I'm so proud of you. And I said, oh, Mom, you were such a good mom. And she goes, you know, I said, Mom, you you were such a good parent. And she goes, no, I wasn't. Rose, you were the good parent. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, because the last words, yeah. you tend yeah, to mull over yeah. them, you know. And I'm going, how was I the parent? But yeah. then in reflecting, I'm going, well, even my children have really taught me lessons about yeah. God that yeah. I wouldn't have yep. otherwise.
2: Absolutely.
1: Okay, back on tap. Well, we're going to take a break here and then we'll come back. We're talking with Dennis Warden on his book, The Rancher's Gift. And this is just a great parable to help us live life on purpose. We'll be right back.
0: Over 1.5 million Americans are diagnosed with cancer every year. What these people need most is hope for their journey. The body of Christ can provide real hope.
3: Our journey of hope is an amazing opportunity for believers to stand in the gap of one of the greatest needs in our nation. There are open doors for the goodness, the grace, and the gospel of Jesus Christ to work in the lives of millions of Americans.
0: Sybil was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Despite great challenges, she and her husband placed their hope in God.
3: Cancer patients have to work against unbelievable odds the possibility of survival and at the end of that is predicated upon the ability to be hopeful and to believe in a higher power something that extends beyond you and in this particular case we're talking about the faith and the hope in the lord jesus christ
0: sibyl and her husband are not alone on their journey their church family has come alongside to support them every step of the way
3: it's part of being part of the body of christ where when one part suffers we all suffer and i want to tell you We've learned to love more and care more because of the difficulty you guys have had and since seeing you guys I have a whole new outlook and I have a whole lot of new advice for anyone with cancer in our church. They need someone to stand with them and to hold their hand, to wipe the sweat from their forehead, to dry the tears from their eyes and say that tomorrow potentially can be a better day.
1: When you have people that support you and lift you up, like here, your family in the body of Christ, it helps you get through that. It helps you to fight that battle. And I I don't know how people get through it without it.
0: Our journey of hope is the ministry of love, hope, and encouragement. We provide pastors and ministry leaders with the tools, training, and support to create effective cancer care ministries in their churches and communities.
3: You have an opportunity to minister to the world in a way that maybe you've never done so, that will allow your ministry to expand its reach and its growth in your local communities.
0: The first step in launching a cancer care ministry is to attend a cancer care leadership training held throughout the year. During this two-day workshop, you will receive the training and the resources needed to start a cancer care ministry in your church. Using our biblically-based cancer care ministry curriculum, you will be able to equip and empower members of your congregation to meet the spiritual and practical needs of those dealing with cancer. Once training is complete, your team of cancer care ministers will bring hope to those who are hurting.
3: Greater love has no man than this, and one lay down his life for his friends. You'll know you're his disciples because of your love for one another. And I think that's what signifies the body of Christ and what the church ought to be.
0: Visit ourjourneyofhope.com to learn more about starting a cancer care ministry in your church.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Rose Gamblin. And I come to you each week through the programs of Education Currents and Homeschool Companion. And I'm so blessed to be part of MRG Media Radio Ministry. And I'm giving you the opportunity to be part of it too. We can't stay on the air without your financial support. So take a moment right now during our fundraiser to call you with a gift of any size. As a token of my appreciation for your gift, I have a gift for you. So be sure you call. And my gifts consist of some books that I've written that I've autographed for you. So be sure and call us 301-824-3162. That's 301-824-3162. Or write to MRG Media at P.O. Box 413, Smithsburg, Maryland, 21783. That's P.O. Box 413, Smithsburg, Maryland, 21783 Welcome back. I'm here with Dennis Warden and we've been talking about his book The Rancher's Gift Living Life on Purpose and that is a great thing for anybody to do. But when did you personally say, hey, I want to live my life on purpose? Or did you just start living it on purpose, <laughs> not even knowing that you Wouldn't were living it on nice? purpose?
2: would been nice? I don't know if anybody does that. You know, I, there were three times. One, in Montana, I'm just saying, God, what do you want me to do with my life? And uh, I would come home. I was working a, a late night shift on a radio station. I'd come home and I'd take my Bible and I would just, I'd say, I'm going to read my Bible and I'm going to pray until I either fall asleep or I have peace and I'll go to sleep. Well, I remember the third night as I was going through my Bible, I went to the back of the Bible and there was a handwritten note that I had written in there. And this was a Bible from when I was, you know, in uh, probably ninth grade. And I had written in the back of that Bible, I believe Jesus has called me into Christian radio. So I I thought ah, oh. there began my my life purpose at least for that season in right mm-hmm. life right, and then the second time, I'm out running in Los Angeles, I'm crossing over Highway Five and I'm just praying Lord what do you want me to do with my life you know I you know I've I've experienced these various opportun- uh, you know successes mm-hmm. in man's eyes and various things. And as I crossed the bridge, he said, Dennis, I've called you to come alongside men and women after God's own heart to help them fulfill their calling and uh, so that's what i you know that's what i've done and continue to do whether it's working in christian broadcasting whether it's working with john maxwell or other um, thought leaders i call them mm-hmm. you know in in and and coming alongside of them and not being the guy on the platform right and, and so there is that and then the third one and the most important one was about 19 years ago i really was able to succinctly you know put it into basically nine words and the, and the, for the last Nineteen years. This has been my purpose in life, and that's to lead others into a growing relationship in Jesus Christ. Amen. Those nine words. And um, and as we look at the rancher's gift and living life on purpose, ultimately, at the as we go through the book, we have several characters that show up. One is Parson Wesley. My dad was a pastor. His name was Warren Wesley Worden. So um, I have I've got my dad in there parson wesley parson wesley teaches us some principles but you always you know in a western or you know you always have to have a little romance that's right (laughs) you gotta have a little romance so kayla comes into the scene kind of steals ryan's heart but kayla in all the living life on purpose is the one that introduces ryan to the most important area in his life and that is where are you at spiritually and where are you going to spend eternity? Cuz you can do all of these things and uh, and live life on, you know, purpose, financial, health, family, there's all, but if you don't ultimately come into that relationship with Christ, you know, it's all for, it's all or not. Yes. And uh, and ultimately, to live a life on purpose for me is to bring honor and glory to God. And Amen. Uh, so anyway, Got a little romance there, and Kayla is the one that uh, does that. But there's a little twist in the book that um, we won't talk about. Right, we but, won't uh, <laughs>
1: talk about. It. Okay.
2: So Kayla does teach some lessons to Ryan yes. <laughs> beyond that.
1: And this book is going to come out May 2018. It comes
2: out in May in time for Father's Day graduation. We got it uh, kind of coming right there at Mother's mm-hmm. Day and then into Father's Day. It's a gift book. It's, um, it's beautiful. I mean, if you've seen the cover and the interior, it's four color all the way through. It's a gift book. And then, Rose, what we've done um, that I think is very sp- unique and special is that at the back of the book we've spent several pages on helping the reader now that we've talked about how to live a life on purpose and we've identified the areas we take them step by step how to write basically a life plan how to write you know uh, what it would look like to finish well and uh, so that's in that's a part of what's in the book as well so it's a it's a it's a beautiful book. It's a gift book. It's a great story. We call it a parable because it, it, we, it takes, you know, sub, it takes truths. It takes like a hammer or a nail or a piece of wood, which, you know, you look mm-hmm. at. But there's more to it than it's like Jesus telling a parable. Yes. There's more to it than what you think. So, so we, you know, we take that hammer, we take that nail, we take that wood, we take what, what does it mean to be the richest man? in yes. Gatlin. Well, yeah. You'll discover it's not it's kind of it's not what, you know, you would expect, the reader would expect.
1: Now, did you understand the power of story when you took this on or ha- had you had any training in story? <laughs> no.
2: Well, having spent, uh, you know, a number of years with with John Maxwell, who is an incredible gifted speaker and storyteller, certainly learned a lot from John. Uh, but um, i 've been most influenced, you know if we go through the the New Testament, certainly mm-hmm. the parables and the stories you know they lock in, but then I think about the books that i 've read that have been uh, have been parables or something, and I remember that story and the truth that it and it just somehow locks into my mind, so that was my desire, was let's make this book not a textbook, not a just how-to book. On, let's make it a story that you know in, draws the listener in, or the reader in. You can tell I've been in radio for a while. <laughs> draws the reader in, and then there's those ahas that occur as they read through the rancher's gift.
1: So do you have other parables in the back of your mind? You
2: know what we do. We're already working on the follow-up to it because what... Ryan does is he discovers what it means to have and live a life on purpose. Book two is fulfilling his life purpose, and uh, we're very excited about it because it's going to impact not only the readers, but it's going to it's going to wake us up to how can we use our life to impact those around us. It's not finding our life purpose is not for us; it's of it's, it's course for our relationship with mm-hmm. Christ and to serve Him, but it's for others. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the truth that will come out in in the second book.
1: So did the did the writing of the book change you in any way?
2: Patience. <laughs> it's uh, they always say you know, and I you know only being the the dad of three daughters and the granddad of ten grandkids, I don't know anything about giving birth. But they always say giving birth to a book is painful. <laughs> it's been it's let's say it's been. But it's been a rich experience, and I've, and I've loved every moment of it. And mainly because, Rose, mainly because of what I want the outcome of the book, the impact that I want to have on my grandkids when they read the book, homeschoolers when they read the book, college graduates when they read the book. Uh, you know, women, when they read the book, not only finding their own life purpose, but what does that mean for their son or their daughter or for men as they read the book? And they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and they're still struggling, you know, Yeah. Well, you know, why am I? Why am I here? Why am I doing this job? I don't even like it, you know, and helping them discover. You know, they can find real purpose in life.
1: What a great way to end the show! Well, thank you. Because we all need to live our lives on purpose. Amen. Amen. Well, I have one last thing to say, and that is, God bless.
2: you have been listening to education currents a production of mrg media ministries for more on this or to contact us go to mrgmediaministries.com that's all one word mrgmediaministries.com